Hello everyone and welcome to Nerding in the Deep. I'm Valerie. And I'm Carlos. And welcome to the second last episode of the season. Almost finished. I couldn't believe that we are almost finished. That's whole season of 20 episodes. I know, we're on episode 19. Yeah, that has been almost 40 weeks. Wow. Yeah, because that's it's a lot a, of time. That's a lot of time. <laughs> Lots happened. <laughs> Lots happened. Lots happened, yeah. So what are we talking about this week? Today we have decided that because it's our second last and we, you know, the next one is going to be deep dive into a character. So it's our our last episode talking about that topic itself. We decided to jump into the swimming pool of full of sharks and go with a little bit of debate controversy. Yeah, we're going to look at some nostalgia content. Yes. So Yay or nay to nostalgia content. Exactly. Yay or nay. Uh, that's going to be... The questions and answers that we are going to put in Spotify if you want to answer on that. Yeah, on the poll. So make sure you answer. We're curious to hear your opinion. If not, you can also let us know on our Twitter at Nerding Deep or as Carlos loves to remind everyone, we have a Gmail. What's our Gmail? Yeah, nerdingindedeep at gmail.com. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we are going to swim into those dangerous waters. Yeah, so you're a little bit more on the nay, I'm mm -hmm. a little bit more on the yay, though we agree on several points. Yes, first of all, because this is going to be a kind of like a controversial topic, we want you to know that our opinion is, is our just our own. Yeah. I when, when I mean that I don't like something or you will see me saying sometimes like something is bland or doesn't have soul, that's my opinion. It's not the general basis. Uh, you may think something different, and I am happy to talk to you in our Twitter or in our gym or in our Gmail because at, at least this topic. Let, yeah, let the debate continue. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, that's one of the main points that we want to make because it is very easy to feel. I wouldn't say offended, but feel attacked in this kind of yeah. uh, debates, and that's the last thing we want. Also. I want you to know that we are not 100% on one side or 100% or another. So you will see us agreeing sometimes because I'm kind of like 60% on one side and Valerie 60% on the other side. But we have a lot of points to defend the sides that we don't like. Yeah, basically we've been having this debate at home for a while and we're like, you know what, why not make our listeners yes. weigh in on the subject? Why we don't torture our listeners by <laughs> making them hearing our rants and... Yeah, basically, this may be one of our rantiest episodes, this is your warning for that. Yes, yes but still, hey... You have had a lot of mellow episodes without salt, without yeah. any debate, without any anger. Now it's fight, 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 exactly. fight. Hey, every episode it has something new. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what's your main argument to get... Well, actually, before we get into that, let's kind of talk about what we mean by nostalgia content. Mm -hmm. By nostalgia content, we are talking about reboots, remakes, adaptations... And spin-offs. And spin of basically movie series. It is true that we can see that on video games. We talked a lot about video game adaptions in our last episode, we were, so we're going to kind of move away from video games mm -hmm. for this one. Exactly, but also these reboot remakes. It's something that is also... It's uh, very movie and TV show based yeah, at the moment. The, the episode of today, yeah. But it's something that is happening in every single uh, kind of like arts yeah. media. Like you are seeing that in, as we were saying, in the video games, you are seeing that in movies a lot and you are seeing that in series. So we are going to base ourselves the episode of today on movie series, yeah. Yeah, so now I can ask you, what's your main kind of argument against having reboots, remakes, spin-offs of, of original content? So my main 
concern or my main point here and why I'm against all this is that I feel that with all these new adaptations, reboots, remakes, etc., we just miss a lot of original content. I think that even though the original content is still created and we still have really good original movies from original stories or original series from original stories, I feel that we basically are bombarded by nostalgia mm -hmm. and by these adaptations, reboot remakes, and that makes that the original stories don't shine through. Yeah. And we they're not as pushed it. Exactly. And we in in some ways I like to describe it that we are missing a lot of good diamonds around because we are focusing too much on the products that brings us nostalgia. And it hasn't been the first time that I find and here is just a just an example, but someone that said, Oh, I didn't know this existed. And I was probably because you were probably focused too much on the things that brought you nostalgia, like, oh, there's a new series about, for example, The Lord of the Rings. Mm. So I'm going to watch that instead of probably watching another original content. Yeah. That, so that, that's my my main point. Yeah. Against... And to be honest, straight off the bat, I agree that we are being bombarded with nostalgia content. There's not a lot of balance at the moment, and I completely agree that some of the really good original stories content that's out there is probably if it is being made it's not being as pushed so it's harder to find okay so the debate is over i win <laughs> no <laughs> uh, not quite so i'll go with my main argument yes which is that i think that remaking original content in a way that new generations can enjoy it and relate to it is a good thing Mm -hmm. I think that that is something that we as humans have done for basically since we were able to talk or, or not even talk cave paintings are a thing mm -hmm. I think that it's a natural want for us to share stories with our friends our family and for those stories to keep being told to the generations and I think that this kind of nostalgia content is kind of how we're doing that these days and it is good it is a good idea and I think it should be done um, though I'll I do agree there's almost like too much of it right now and the the way that I kind of agree with you is that we're being bombarded but also a lot of the content seems very cash grabby and that disappoints me a lot. Yes, uh, th that's one of the main things. These things bring to disappointment most of the times, not all the times, but most of the times. You were saying that you agree on part of me, so I'm going to do the same. I, I agree on part of what you say. We have been telling a story since forever. So it's normal that we want to retell the old stories and maybe adapt to the new audiences and uh, the new necessities that the world and society has. I don't feel that that's a bad thing. Uh, however, I feel that there are main key points that in order to make an adaptation, you have to follow through. And some of them is, well, you said that it doesn't feel cash grabby. Uh, but how you make not feeling Kashyabi? Well, I think that it is very important to respect the original audience and it is very important to respect the original soul of the, of the story. Mm. I think that that's something very important. And I think... 
And we that... said this a lot with last our last episode, mm-hmm. where sometimes that gets missed out. The heart of it yes. is missing. Yes, and I feel that original stories sometimes deserve more respect when they are getting mm. collabed. And here, if you want, we can go a little bit with that, with adaptations first instead of reboots and mm. remakes, because we were kind of like on the same line, so that the debate can go later harder. <laughs> But we are kind of like the same line when we see adaptations, uh, like for example the Disney live-action adaptations, right? Here, that that could be part of the debate because you are taking an original story and you are retelling it, but then of course you are changing, right? Because you are not making, for example, what is happening with Mulan, Aladdin, uh, Dumbo, or The Lion King. Or the next Pinocchio the or, or Little Mermaid is yeah. that, of course, it's going to change the style. It's going to go from an animation thing to live a live action. action. Yeah. Some of them do you think work? I do. I feel that most of them don't work. <laughs> there is where we I are different. I think we'll start where we both agree, which <laughs> is The Lion King didn't work. The Lion King didn't work. I think that The Lion King... and That's what I was saying. First of all, I think that it has no soul, but it is very difficult to have soul when you are trying to adapt an animation movie to a live action with animals. Yeah, one of the big things that we agreed on almost the second we came out of that movie was that one of the ways that you're able to tell that story through animation is that you can kind of overdo the the facial expressions of, of the, the characters. Animals, yeah. Of the animals because that kind of tells us how they're feeling. With a CGI lion that's supposed to look like a lion, you can't do that because lions don't have the same facial expressions as what we expect humans to have. Mm-hmm. And it really takes us out of the movie, of the yeah. story, I think. Uh, and I feel the same. Like Scar, the hyenas, Banzai, and the other two hyenas, Zenzi. They are very expressive with the, mm. with their faces, and when you translate that into the Real live animals, action, yeah. into animals, it doesn't go. Mm. And then the movie misses a lot. The movie, it's beautiful, but I don't want a movie just to be beautiful because yeah. then you are just empty on the inside, yeah. right? And you want something else. You want it to transmit and. You know me, The Lion King is my favorite Disney movie. I even did my final degree thesis of, of my... Your master's? No, my master's was 300, the comic. Oh, it was the... It was the bachelor's. Yeah, it was my bachelor's. It was about the adaptation of The Lion King and Hamlet. Mm. So I have seen The Lion King millions of times and I was really looking forward to see this real life adaptation. But that's one of the places where it hurts me. It just has no soul. Yeah, it really felt like we're like, the Disney went in and we're like, okay, we need to have an excuse to make something from The Lion King. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll make it live action. That's different enough. How are we going to make sure people go see it? Well, we have the nostalgia thing already. Okay, let's throw Beyonce in there because mm-hmm. people who say Beyonce is bad get cancelled. So we'll throw yeah. Beyonce in there. And there's your movie. And the complete heart was gone from it. And the thing is that we have to admit that The Lion King is very successful nowadays. Why is it successful? Because of course you have the the movie, the 90s movies, but you also have the musical. Mm. The musical that goes all, all around the world and it gets sold out almost every night, everywhere that it goes. I, I was lucky enough to see it in Madrid, but 
the musical works different because you see the faces of the people mm. that does the animals, so you still have that magic. Yeah. And I think that they were like, okay, so the 90s movie was very successful, the musical is very successful, what if we do a live-action movie? Mm. And that doesn't work, and that is where it goes to your first point, that felt cash grabby. Cash grabby, yeah. It's just like, you just want to do this to appeal to my nostalgia yeah. and just get money from me. Yeah, it didn't feel like, oh, we're going to do this so the new generations can enjoy it. Like, mm -hmm. that's that's not how I felt about it no. anyway. However, you have different opinions than me on both Mulan and uh, Aladdin. Aladdin. Yeah, but well, first of all, I know with Aladdin, for example, you still have Abu and Iago in the car, you still have like non-human creatures. But I think because the whole story isn't completely based on them, yeah. that you're you can kind of get over that. You have side characters that plus, miss, but they're yeah. still not. Plus monkeys in general, because they're primates and yeah. we're close enough, you could, they still kind of have expression in their face. It still mm -hmm. kind of works. So we're going to skip over that little argument. Carpets are not primates? No, carpets are not primates. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they already had the movements of carpet worked out because they needed to do that for the animated yes. version anyway. But what I think worked, first of all, is the fact that it was mainly humans. Mm -hmm. And the story was different enough yet similar enough it was still the same story like I, it still felt different there was a lot more emphasis on on jasmine in the the live action one and kind of her growth of trying to be like i'm a woman my opinion matters which is something that a lot of people would tell me is you know oh that's just pushing feminism and all that no kind of the, ori the original story also you're, you're has not that. someone that has said this to i, me, I know i know that. but even if someone but they did it in a light enough way that it didn't feel like thrown in my face i, I know but even in the someone in our audience things like that i think that for example the original story is a lot like that like jasmine appears as a very strong female yeah, character really. that she says I am not a prize that you have to win. Exactly, and, you know? and that's what I loved about the original lad, and I just think they have a little bit more emphasis on yeah. it in this one. For me, it was just like, Aladdin is a classic. Mm. I think that you have to respect the classic, and there were a lot of things that kind of worked. I can say that from all those adaptations, Aladdin is not horrible. Yeah, It's just I didn't like it that much. It's a movie that I would watch, I would watch an afternoon, and yeah. I wouldn't mind, but all the story that they add extra about the genie and the other, uh, the maiden? No, it's the... Oh, the one that's played with by Nassim. Oh, I forget her last name. But yeah, I know what you're... But I think that was really necessary because I think one of the big things that they went into this movie thinking is we don't have Robin Williams. And they had to make it, they had to make Genie completely different because if they had tried to make him Robin Williams, that would have been a big mistake. Of course, those are shoes that are very big. Yeah, too, you can't fill them. <laughs> but I still feel that the Genie, one of the main things that sometimes people get confused about is that people want a backstory for everyone. Mm. Not everyone needs a backstory. Yeah. And but I think this was, they worked in this case because it was one of the things that made this Genie different. For me personally, it didn't work. For myself. Mm. I didn't like I didn't need it. It would have made the movie shorter and my pain also shorter. But no, at the end, not pain. Because but, as I said, yeah. the movie is not that, yeah. that I, difficult I, that, that, like others. I think but, for a live 
adaption remake it was good they had some new mu music they had a little bit of a change of story for genie and everything it was different enough that it actually felt like they weren't just trying to cash grab but it, was case, the I agree. but it was this it was the same enough that both the older audience could enjoy it and new enough that the new audience mm -hmm. could enjoy another it. thing that i think it didn't work is that in the animation it works really well mm. a guy in blue Mm. I'm sorry, I couldn't see Will Smith in blue. Just I, and I think that's that that's that why he spends most of his time as a human. Yeah, and I think they, that they realized that themselves. I think they still wanted to put the blue thing in because a lot of people remember that. From I think they probably could have made like some sort of reason why he doesn't do that. They kind of did, I suppose. Just feels a little bit watered down for myself, and that's why the movie for me, for myself, is doesn't. But I, I really do feel like the heart was still there in this one. Yes, I don't feel that the movie is horrible. Yeah. We will go to other things that I feel that are horrible. This movie, basically, I don't think is horrible. I think that is a movie that, if you compare with the original one, is not as good as the original one, and I think it doesn't have as strong. It's not as strong as the original one, but it's still, it may work. The way I said it to you uh, when we were talking about this particular one before was that if a kid comes up to me and says, oh, I love Aladdin, and they base it off this movie, I'm okay with that. If they come up to me and say, oh, I love The Lion King, based on the live adaption remake, I'll be like, child, go get an education. What are you talking about? <laughs> Let me show you. What Let you me are. show you what The Lion King actually is. And I will put in Hamlet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was fine with this one. So what do you think about Mulan? We haven't talked much about Mulan, but I think that Mulan is one that you liked and I didn't also. Yeah. Do I think it's as child-friendly as the original animated one? It's still child-friendly, but like, I think the Mulan animated one was more, definitely more aimed at smaller children, whereas this one maybe slightly older children because, and this is what a lot of people don't realize about the live action one, it actually sticks more to the original story of Mulan from Chinese culture mm -hmm. than the animated version did. So the original movie, I loved the original movie. I loved Mulan. It was my second favorite mm. movie from Disney. Coming close to The Lion King, but nothing beats The Lion King. But I think that Mulan didn't work because it was working through the whole movie until they start fighting and it looks more like Tiger and Dragon, these kind of like movies of the 90s mm -hmm. that we had kind of like martial arts that they jump like three meters. Yeah, I was a big fan of the fighting I, style. I, I was race. like, okay, this is taking... And it took me a lot out of the... But that's a, a style of cinema that we see a lot in those kind of like Chinese movies of mm -hmm. the 90s. Like, yeah, like Tiger and Dragon that I was saying. And uh, that's one of the main problems that hit or it struck me mm. uh, with the movie and that's why I didn't connect with it again one of the main problems and this is one of the things that we can bring that is one of the big problems also of these adaptations that is because they are appealing to your nostalgia mm. you are also creating some expectations Yeah. because at the end if something is going to appeal to my nostalgia what I'm going to expect at least myself as a customer or as a viewer or some part of the audience is that I want it to be at least as good as what it made me... And, and that's probably a personal problem, but it's a problem that probably a lot of people in the audience will share with me. Mm. That is that we compare a lot with the original, because at the end, if you are bringing nostalgia to attract me, mm. I can use it to 
to bash you. To, well, <laughs> to bash you or to compare? You didn't meet my expectations. Exactly. Yeah. And what happened? That you create some expectations. You create that at least, or if it's not the same product, that at least is similar. Yeah. And that's what happens. That most of us, when we go happily to a cinema room or we sit in our sofa and put our popcorn and we sit and we want to watch that movie or that series, we want to see a product, the same product that we enjoyed. Mm. And it's not going to be the so same product. So go watch the original. Probably we should go yeah. and watch the original. But <laughs> that would be my argument to it. Um, yeah, but uh, at the same time, you want to try to enjoy the new thing. Yeah, but I think, the, especially with Mulan, I think you can get a lot of enjoyment. I really enjoyed Mulan. I kind of went into it knowing that they had changed stuff to, to meet the original story. And to be honest, if I think about it, I probably would have liked to have been met with the original story from the start. Mm -hmm. I get maybe why they changed some of it to make it more adaptable as an animated movie for a child, but I really enjoyed it. Again, I think the heart was still there. It didn't feel cash grabby uh, at all. It was just telling a different story. It was just, it was like saying, you know what, if we're going to make a remake of Mulan, let's actually change it back to closer to what the original But that would have worked better if you announced it to me, like a reboot from Mulan that doesn't have to do anything with the adaptation. When you put live action adaptation, then you are adapting the... the... Ah, so you, for you, you would have maybe felt it better if you knew what you were going into. Exactly. Yeah. That, and that's the way that we create expectations. Yeah. When you say as a company, as a producer, as a director, as whatever you want to call it, if you say, I'm doing a life adaptation mm. of Disney's Mulan, yeah. what I'm expecting is a life adapta adaptation of Disney's Mulan. Yeah. If you want to do I am doing a Disney Mulan reboot mm. based on the original story. Then I know that I have to expect a lot of changes. Yeah. But it words are very powerful. It's true, no. And it is very powerful how you announce your product. Because how you announce your product is going to impact on the expectations that people are going to have. And it's, at the end, it's going to impact in the overall result and the feelings of the other. That's that's how I feel um, towards this Mulan or other adaptations that we will be talking. Yeah, I'm per personally happy with with how they did it and how they were exposing the, the next generation to mm -hmm. Mulan. And I think this may the great thing about Aladdin and Mulan is I hope that the audience enjoyed it enough to go look at the old versions too. That's that's one of the good excuses about making nostalgia content. making nostalgia content that. I, I could probably buy, I, I could probably agree with, is like, probably if you like the old, the, sorry, the new stuff, you may like to go to the old things. Yeah. Like, for example, it has happened to a lot of people with Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have started watching Doctor Who, the series, that it's a reboot of the old Doctor Who, yeah. and they like that. And then they watched all the old Doctor Who, although I tried myself and... See, I can see the point that you make. I try to make to see myself the old Doctor Who series. It's like, Oof, this doesn't work for me. Yeah. The pacing, the graphics, the whatever. For other people, I understand that they love it. For me, it was like, Oof, yeah. it's not working. And this is one of the next points I want to mm -hmm. make for making reboots and remakes is, I think, visually, to introduce it into new audiences, we need to do it. Because if you look back, you might people might remember back when the Disney movies came out on video on VHS. If yes. People remember what VHS is. 
the graphics weren't that great so when DVDs started to come out they actually remade a load of the Disney films with better graphics yes and I think so that's kind of a little bit of what we need to do for our audiences now because kids are used to a certain level of visual quality that you don't get looking some of the old original stories it's a bit like us looking at something in black and white we're like where's the color <laughs> in some ways i completely agree with you but then i also see those reboots of series that we can see nowadays like the teenage ninja mutant turtles or the yeah. new superheroes or whatever that you have in the 90s or the x-men mm. that you have in the 90s so beautifully drawn with a Spider-Man and with the X-Men and, again, mm. the, the Turtles. And nowadays, they make all on 3D, yeah. trying to appeal to I, the new audiences. And it's like, I know that I'm I'm seeing this as a 35-year-old man, mm. so but it just doesn't work for me. No, I will say with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle one, like, they... they sh I don't know if they could, should do a bit like what they did with the Sonic movie and, like, try and make them more animated or yeah. something but yeah that oh that really didn't look good and mm -hmm. i think that took me out of it completely it was like what are these things look horrible what are they yeah. but that's the thing is like sometimes <laughs> you have to be careful when you're doing it sometimes they try to put it in a new drawing style yeah. to appeal the the new mm. and sometimes what we think that is progress and that is going forward yeah. doesn't go forward because it looks it doesn't look good but another about a version i think where that has worked well is the the animated spider-man movies we're getting now oh those are i love the new do, style of do, that. those are very very yeah. beautiful yeah i see i have to agree on those ones yeah. they work and in the in those movies they that adaptation really works but that's what i i'm saying sometimes you have to be careful mm. And, and that's what the point that we can try to get here, the, the middle point. Why some adaptations work mm. and why others don't. And why we think that this Spider-Man adaptation may work and this Spider-Man adaptation doesn't work. Well, you can see that in those movies of Spider-Man that you were mentioning, the Miles Morales, well, the, the first one, the Into the Spider-Verse, and now the new one that is going to come, mm. they have put a lot of love there. Yeah. They, ha they have bring their own soul there. Mm. They have bring their own original story there and the graphics look mixed really well. Yeah. So that's a really good yeah. reboot re-adaptation. When yeah. you go to the other ones, yeah. it just doesn't work. Yeah, but with the Spider-Man one, like if you release that type of style like 10 years ago, maybe wouldn't be loved as much, but there's a new audience there that this style really Could suits be. them. And I think it is a really good way of bringing them into the story and follow following the, um, the Miles Morales Spider-Man and all oh, that yeah. is because it's an art style that appeals to them. But you will have to know which you do. Like, for example, Spider-Man fits really well with that graffiti kind mm. of like lifestyle. Yeah. If you do it with Captain America, it wouldn't oh, work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but like there's... They did it really well. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh, we are focusing on... We have focused on Disney. We are just kind of like drifting a little bit. So let's go and twist a little bit more. So go with Sirius mm -hmm. now that we are here, we have kind of like, that are those kind of like spin-off reboots. Yeah, remake kind of thing. We have the big debates here. Yeah. We're in the big leagues. First of all, I will like to say that I haven't watched, for example, the new Sabrina series. Well, it's not uh, really new. It's like 
been finished a while. Well, now. yeah, but <laughs> I, when I say the new Sabrina, it's because we have the old Sabrina and the new yeah, Sabrina. Yeah, so we but... have the old kind of 90s <clears throat> sitcom Sabrina, which was Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And then we have the Netflix Sabrina, which was based more on the, I think it was a graphic novel or a comic. Something like that, but yeah. uh, I've never was a big fan of Sabrina, not even in the old time, yeah. so I never watched this one. And then, for example, we have series like Wednesday that I haven't watched. I know that you have watched, but mm. every time that... I think uh, this was actually the show that caused this debate, if I remember I, right. I think so, but at the same time, it's like every time that I try to sit in the sofa with you to see, oh, what is this about? It, I was just cringing. That's because you don't start from the beginning. <laughs> you can start with not from the beginning and you don't need to cringe, you know, but I was just cringing all the time and I know I, I was just so let's go for something that we have both both watched okay so let's go with that 70 show and that 90 show okay so for those that you don't know the series what would you say that 70 show is about so that 70 show is about a group of teenagers about the I think they're about 17 when we first meet them in something the first like season they're just hitting 17 or the main character is anyway and it's basically about their life growing up in a small town in Wisconsin. That's the, the basis of the story. Yeah. yeah. You have like yeah, four or five teenagers yeah. that they meet every day. It's kind of like a friend, but with teenagers. Yeah, basically. That's it. Basically. Based in the 70s. Based in the 70s. Yeah. And what is that 90s show about? It's the same thing, but in the 90s. Okay. That's what it sums up. So the twist here is that in the that 90s show, it appears some characters that appeared in that 70 show but an but adults, adults yeah. like for example the main character here she is the daughter of the main character of that uh that 70 show. show yeah but one of the things i'm going to point out is that apart from mila kunis who is in that 70 show most of the the cast that played teenagers then were a little bit older, as tends to be. You get a lot of like 20 year olds playing like 15 year olds mm -hmm. in the world. What I liked about that 90s show, but what I think you don't like about that 90s show, is that the teenagers are played by teenagers. It's not that I don't like it. You can play teenagers with teenagers. That's fine. Mm. The main problem is that these teenagers, in my opinion, they weren't good at all. It, and it's my opinion. I think that in some ways they felt bland or overacted. And I know that teenagers are loud and all that stuff. So the main problem is not that these teenagers are loud. No, teenagers are loud and they should be loud. You know, mm. the main problem is that the act, the enunciation of the words, how they act, it doesn't feel as natural as... It should feel, and I and I can get, yeah, but that's because the actors are teenagers. They are starting, and mm. you can maybe not expect the same level. Well, then, if the level is not going to be good, mm. but that, probably you shouldn't do it. But that overacting was also very much how 90s shows were done. Like, like that over-enunciation, that being really loud halfway through a sentence. Like, if you watch old shows like Saved by the Bell, for example, that was kind of how they that, acted. That, that could be, yeah. But at, at the same time, for me, the characters weren't believable. It's like the actors didn't believe the characters they were doing. Mm -hmm. And I know that probably I'm going too deep here, but it's just the way that you feel sometimes when a, an actor is naturally mm. portraying some, some character and we don't. For example, I'm going to put here an example 
and this is not a this is original, so this is not reboot remake adaptation. We have Derry Girls. Mm -hmm. In Derry Girls, we have actors or actresses that they do teenagers mm. and they live through those three teenagers. They mm. they believe the character yeah. they are doing. While in that 90 show, you don't find that that belief. Or for example, if, because if you are gonna tell me, oh well, but in Derry Girls the actors are more adults than they are, they are adults. Okay, we can go for example in Ted Lasso. Mm -hmm. we have Roy Kent's niece that is a child, it's not yeah. a teenager but she leaves the character she's just a child doing a child being a child and yeah. it just flows naturally Yeah, the same as it flows naturally when you see sometimes Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Green or Emma, Emma Watson doing their characters in Harry Potter they just flow with the character yeah, and no, they were the character I, I felt layered was was felt her character, but she's also the actress is actually the daughter of some of the creators. Mm -hmm. I think she's been brought up to play, yeah. play this role. Some of the others, I agree, but acting aside, I think the idea of that ninety show was still a good idea because we can understand when, like, I grew up watching that seventy show as it aired. You only watched it recently, yes. so I, it was more of a oh, this is what it was like in the seventies kind of stuff. Would kids these days have that much interest in it? Probably not because their parents didn't grow up in the 70s. Mm -hmm. Their parents grew up in the 90s. So they probably are aware enough of what was happening in the 90s to have that interest of, oh my God, with my parents like this kind of thing. So I think that this was better than just trying to remake that 70s show. I think that the idea is there. I would give it a second season just to see if they can grow into it because I think there's a lot of pressure. That's another thing that I think comes with reboots and remakes. There's a lot of pressure because you're going to be compared to the original. Of course you have to have your pros and cons. And yeah. of course you're going to be attracting by nostalgia, but people are going to be looking at you. Yeah, exactly. Like the at the root of the 90s show, yes, they... They have let the old characters come in so you know what they were doing. But then they go away apart from two because they kind of root mm -hmm. the show. But the stories of the main characters, the group of friends, like they're, it's all very much their own. It's not uh, a carbon copy of that 70s show at all. I would wait for a second season and let those stories develop and then probably make my final remark on it. But for now, I think there's nothing wrong and I think it is one of those shows that will make you curious about that 70s show personally I think the show while that 70s show I had laughs and I enjoyed it this show is meh I will watch hmm. the second season with you just to see how it goes yeah. how if they it develop if it doesn't improve by the end of the second season then I will be agreeing with you that this was a bad idea mm -hmm. well not that it was a bad idea it was a good idea done badly yeah yeah. And that's most of the things will how yeah. happen. Because I think that's one of my the main argument I'm trying to make here is like I it's to retelling these stories in different ways is a good idea, but often done badly. Yes, yes. I, I, but I can get that. But yeah, in that 90 show, the main problem I had is that the most appealing I usually had towards the characters and how the story moved were the stories that involved characters that appeared in that 70 show. Mm. So it was like, yeah, and, and I was yeah. Why, uh, I was like, why I want to watch new stuff when the only excitement, uh, exciting moments that it's bringing to me is when the old guys appear. Yeah. So 
just go on watch the AL. I think what it, what this show might be trying to do is bring in the audience with nostalgia that people have seen that 70s shows and then it'll keep the audience that are invested in the new characters. Could be. For me, personally, it didn't work at all. Mm. The, the series, I would give it another season, as you said, to see how it goes. Mm. I don't see it going to any good place, but we'll see. Just like mm. I will try not to build an expectation apart from what we have already yeah. from the first season. And we'll see where it goes. But I don't feel that... And personally, I don't feel that it was super necessary, mm. but if you are going to do it... I did feel that there was a lot of love that went... Probably. But if you are going to... Yes, because I think that counting with the characters of Red, Kitty, and then bringing other characters, I think that it was very nice. And I think the original cast wouldn't have been involved if they felt that the new version wasn't respectful of the old one. In fact, Lauren Prepon, I think is her name. She played Donna in that 70s show. She actually directed, I think it was Mm -hmm. the first or second episode of the season. We'll see how, Mm. how it develops. So we can go to another reboot remakes that you think that they were. For me, Wednesday... So one of my arguments for why Wednesday should exist, first of all, the actual series Wednesday, is that I think Wednesday was a character that was getting lost, it being forgotten, and then there was a musical done about Wednesday that kind of reignited some people's interest in her, and then the show came along, and like Wednesday is a very cool, dark, edgy, kind of emo character. I grew up with with uh, characters like that because you know that was kind of what was in style when I was growing up but I didn't really feel like this generation had someone like Wednesday to identify with and there are still a lot of emo kids out there so I love that they were able to bring Wednesday into a new generation and make her story relatable to the people the young people that will be watching it now I still enjoyed watching the series it is very teenagery though i will say i don't go into this expecting a lot of adult kind of content it is very teenage based because it should be because in this case wednesday is a teenager in my case i haven't watched wednesday but the only question i would have is that if this generation doesn't have an emo icon can you just not create one instead of having to have bringing something from the past that if it wasn't working, I am very pro of if something is not working or if something is dying, mm. it's a pity, but just let it die. Things maybe not everything has but to work and not it. everything has to keep alive and it naturally came like an opportunity was seen with the musical Wednesday that came out and when they saw how much people were identifying with the character. Then they made the series. Mm -hmm. It's not something they were just like, oh, well, you know, we see this gap in the market, so let's take an old character rehasher and throw her in. Like, this was something that was quite natural in its progression. In my my case, I cannot say anything about Wednesday because I haven't watched apart from the parts that they made me cringe. But at the same time, that's something that we always have to understand. Mm -hmm. As human beings, we have to understand that there are things that they are not for us. And oh, yeah. maybe and Wednesday is not yeah. for me at all. No, and, and I think okay. that's it. I think it's not for you. But I don't think that a new, this version of Wednesday as Adams is just a cash grab. It's Or something that should have been let die or anything I cannot like say that. that because I haven't seen it. Yeah. But it's also something that you're not going to like. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it shouldn't exist. No, maybe it shouldn't yeah. exist, no, but... Like, if they start, like, remaking all those old country western films, for those of you who don't know, I don't like country western films, 
they start remaking all of those, I'm not going to watch them because I don't like country westerns, but do I think they shouldn't exist? Should it not be that people get the opportunity to enjoy new versions of cowboy westerns? No. Off with you. No, of course. They shouldn't exist. And, uh, sorry, <laughs> they shouldn't exist. No. <laughs> they, if, if someone has the money to create that and they want to create that, hey, go forward to it. What I was bringing, and that was the original point, is that with all this stuff, we are missing a lot of original creations. And maybe not with Wednesday. Mm. Wednesday doesn't have to be the core of the problem. And in fact, I don't think that Wednesday is the core of the problem, mm. as, I, as I don't think that Sabrina is the core mm. of the problem. Because, first of all, I haven't seen them, so I don't know if they are really well done mm. or bad done. The main problem is when we go to reboots that they weren't necessary and they they don't have soul. Mm. They, you are just taking a character and just making a series about that character because that you know that that's gonna bring money mm. and that mixed with all the adaptations that we are having nowadays because that's one of the questions that I made to you like and I make to the audience just think about a worldwide phenomenon because I, for me it doesn't work a series that you know yeah. because we know here the Regals we know Ted Lasso no, a worldwide phenomenon that doesn't come from an adaptation and its original content. Mm. So it's not a reboot, remake, spin-off, spin -off, anything. And it's not an adaptation. And because if we think all those Marvel series that we have, mm. they come from more, from another content. All those Marvel movies and the Marvel universe that has been well that we have been enjoying. And oh, I yeah, have been we enjoying. We love Marvel. Yeah, yeah. We go to see all the Marvels. But stuff. all that is yeah. not itself 100% is not original content mm. it's an adaptation of something things like we have enjoyed that much and we did a couple of episodes in the past that is The Last of Us mm. unfortunately is not original content The Last of Us is a carbon copy from the video game yeah. that we enjoyed and we loved mm. but it's not original content things like The House of the Dragon the new The Lord of the Rings that it doesn't seem that it has been that great The Wheel of Time that it was a horrible adaptation and, many and, other. And, well, and the ones that we were talking now, yeah. that 90 show and all that stuff, uh, they are just not original content. I, I And it is true, some original content shines, like for mm. example, The Whale, yeah. like for example, Ted Lasso, mm. but still I don't think that they are worldwide phenomenon. And that's why, why I feel, and I feel a little bit sad here when I feel of all those original things that we are missing because we are not bombarded with them all yeah, the time. And I think this is really where we agree is that there is too much nostalgia content at the moment. There's almost a bit too much of a reliance on it. Mm -hmm. it's, and that's where I think the argument comes in of, is this just lazy creation? And that's how it feels in sometimes for myself. It's, you know? For me, it's not always lazy creation. No, not always. It's sometimes it really is just a genuine love for the original content and wanting to share it with new people and i think that's a great idea but when i'm going to say hollywood obviously there's more places in the world that makes movies and stuff but when hollywood starts to rely too heavily on it and the way i picture it i know obviously this is not how it happens is that people go into an office and are like okay what are we releasing next Will we spend a year thinking of original content? Will we, or will we find someone new that's got a good story to tell? Or will we go with this thing we already know works and will make us money? 
they're going for that option too much now. And, and you can see that even in, yeah. in video games that we said that we are not going to talk about video games and i'm not but just a little bit <laughs> but you see that also nowadays in the video games world that you see it on twitter or or in magazines or whatever which games do need a reboot which games do need a it's like yeah. the, the good thing about video games is that it seems that there's a the indie industry is becoming so big yeah. that it seems we are getting so much original content from there mm. and we still ha have some big things from there but it is still which kind of games like we had recently that diablo 2 resurrected remake that taking into account that diablo 4 is coming in just in, in in a while i don't think that is necessary or overwatch 2 you had overwatch 1 do you need overwatch 2 that has the same characters and the same yeah, maps yeah you not just have done like updated versions of exactly Overwatch, exactly yeah. and with other game no new yeah. metal gear reboots kino hearts i think that it had kind of like a remake of something to make uh they did they did like then they've been doing this for a while they have sets that have like three of the games in them yes. and they're remastered i think that for example the last of us had also a remaster or a reboot yeah, or, uh, sorry I... a remake in, in yeah. a very short period of time so that's that's what I'm coming from. Mm. There is a lot of lack of creativity mm. and a lot of lack of original content. Luckily for video games, the indie industry is stronger than ever and that, mm. that's very helpful. But with movies, they're really falling it's, it's into more... this kind of let's just go with the nostalgia. Yes, because with movies, for example, and we too. went we went uh, last week to go and watch Suzume. Mm -hmm. A new movie that, it, for although you don't you don't, haven't heard about it, is from the same creator as uh, Your Name, I think, mm -hmm. and it is nice. It's original content, Beautiful. but here in our cinema, they only put it one day. And it was the it's the only pass that you can go. Yeah, the only moment yeah. I talk with a friend that he works in a cinema, mm. and he tells me, "Oh, the whale! No, uh, he works in a cinema in Spain, so it's not here in Ireland." And it's like, no, the whale, we, I want to watch it, but they still haven't put it in the cinema. They have thought to put it in the cinema now that has won some prizes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, they are not pushing original content until they are sure that mm. that original content has won prizes and then it has the traction yeah. enough, you know? Yeah. And that's the pity and that's how I feel because I feel that all the traction, all the advertisement campaigns, mm. all that stuff gets from but if we look at the award results now i don't usually go by award results but just yeah. for this argument i will the stories the movies the series that are winning awards are generally the original content ones. usually yes apart from things like cgi effects mm. that is usually yeah. for marvel or for example wakanda forever i think that it won kind of like the costuming, costuming and yeah. things like that but yeah usually the, there's a lot of that because they, the academy maybe goes a little bit deeper on the, the, yeah. that situation but now hitting more or less the 45 minutes 50 minutes mark yeah that we are here we have to go for the last one okay and it's of course the the last announced one so harry potter was it necessary <gasps> uh, for all those of you that you don't know because you have been living in a cave or under a rock hbo announced a harry potter series that it's gonna adapt the books and they say that it's going to be a little bit more dark than the original movies and all that yeah. stuff. But it's going to be a series that is going to adapt the books. So my question here is, was it necessary after just 10, 12 years that they started the first movie? Okay, so 
first of all, I'm going to put a bit of, of a disclaimer. I'm not going to base my opinion on my personal opinion of JK Rowling. No. We're going to keep that drama out of it. We're yes. just going to ask the question minus that part. Yes. Okay. So one of the arguments I keep saying again and again is this nostalgia content when done well is a really good way of letting new audiences mm -hmm. experience a story. So I have two sides to the to this answer. The first part is no, it's not necessary because Harry Potter is still being watched by new audiences. Mm -hmm. They're still watching the movies, they're playing the games, they're reading the books. Like kids are still very much involved in the Harry Potter world. Yes. The second part is that there are shows out there like Sabrina, for example, that they made and they kept closer to the content of the original. Now, I'm not saying that the movies didn't, it did, but mm -hmm. obviously because they were movies, they had to cut a lot out. Like the story yeah. of Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> so am I kind of interested to see the parts that I loved in the books? Like, you know, Hermione doing spew and everything, oh, yeah. like all that kind of stuff. Am I interested to get all those missing pieces put in a series? I am. I'm interested. I just I just don't think it's necessary right now. I think they could have waited another maybe 10 to 20 mm -hmm. years before this was necessary. And then because it's... I, I really didn't want to fall into what maybe your argument would be, which is if it's not broke, don't fix it. You know, Lion King's perfect the way it is. Don't remake it. It's exactly, not but, but it's a good like, point. It is a good point. I, I do get it. Um, But I do kind of fall into it with this because we're still very much involved mm -hmm. in Harry Potter. The original is still being watched. So why do we need it to be remade? I, I think the same. I don't think that it was necessary. I think that the same as we were talking of, of Willow Smith, there are big shoes to feel all around and I know that Alan Rickman is the first one that comes to your head but Free Maggie well. Smith yeah. Michael Gambon mm -hmm. and you know a lot a lot yeah. of people it's gonna be really hard for me anyway to to see those characters played by other people yes it's gonna be difficult but apart from that I think that here the point of laziness that you were talking about Feels, fits really well mm. because one of the things that annoyed me most of the tweet that I saw from HBO because you know that I try not to see many things but they put a tweet with uh, just a video of 10 seconds mm -hmm. and in that video of 10 seconds I could see HBO's Harry Potter and it was in black and uh, an image of Hogwarts behind mm -hmm. so I was like Hogwarts they are using the same graphic for Hogwarts Harry Potter, they are saying they are using the same graphic of Harry Potter. And the music? Harry Potter. The same music. It's like, mm. if you're going to create something, do it from zero. Mm. Don't don't reuse. Yeah. And like, I like, like Fantastic Beasts. You know, it's Harry Potter world, but different time. Hogwarts Legacy is yes. the same. Like, it's still the world. Do, but I do, I think we need to tell the story of Harry Potter again now. And there are so no. many stories. You have the story of Snape. Yeah. You have the story of Dumbledore and Grindelwald, but yeah. told by Dumbledore and Grindelwald himself, not maybe by Newt Scamander. Yeah. You have the story of Voldemort himself mm. and his rise and demise. And mm. so, if this is necessary, Harry Potter, personally, I think not. And personally, I think there's a lot of laziness there. 
I think there's a lot of cash grabbiness there, but because I am human, mm -hmm. I am sure also that I will watch it. Yeah, that's the. Yeah, I'm. I'm still undecided. We are part of the problem. We are part of the problem because this is the thing. This is why nostalgia content, as much as we complain there's too much of it, will keep going the way it is. It's because we will still watch it because mm -hmm. we have those inner children inside us that want to re-experience the magic of seeing those original pieces for the first time. What did Dwight S. Root said? Nostalgia, apart from the neck, is the biggest weakness of the human being. It's true, especially people of our generation. Yes. We are the nostalgia ger generation. That's what millennials are generally described as. Um, and, and for example, just to finish, mm. that's why, because we haven't mentioned, but I didn't want us to go with mentioning it. Mm. That's why the Super Mario movie worked, because it was kind of like a reboot remake. It wasn't nothing especially new, mm -hmm. but it was perfectly adapted to nowadays audience, the yeah. children, mm -hmm. but it had the just amount of nostalgia that did work with us. Yeah, that's why we went to go see it. Yes. Yeah, and we will. We are part of the problem. You're absolutely right. I still am of, of the opinion that remaking original content to bring those stories to new people is a good idea. I think it's human nature. I think it's done. We something we've done for thousands of years and should continue to do. But I also think that it should not get in the way of creativity and original um, stories and artwork and all the different mediums. Mm -hmm. It does, I think, kind of suffocate creativity a bit. Yeah, my final point is very similar. Creativity shouldn't be suffocated. I think that we always have to encourage creativity and original content. Mm -hmm. I am not 100%, never will be at, at the beginning of the, program, of the podcast I said it. I'm 60%, 70%, I don't know. The thing is that I agree with some reboots, some remakes. I agree also into bring the old stories to new audiences. That's all fine. But I always think that you have to respect the soul. You have to respect the characters that existed there. And you have to respect the story and the intentions of the creator. That, that That's also very important. Mm. I think that that's very important. So yeah. you have to do it and you have to do it carefully. And as you said it. Probably we should check about it and not do it in a massive way that it really steps over all the original works that we can find yeah. in the world. Yeah, basically keep doing nostalgic content, but do better. Do better. Yeah. That's probably the best point. Do mm. better. <laughs> yeah. Do better and maybe rein it in a little bit. Yes. Yeah. I think that we are getting to the end of the episode 19. So yeah, next, next one is the last one of the season. Next one is the last one of the season. Of course, we'll be doing our deep dive, as mm -hmm. we mentioned. As always, we always encourage people to let us know what characters they'd like yes. us to deep dive next. So remember to tell us on at nerdingdeep or nerdingindedeep at gmail.com. Yes. Did I get our Gmail right? Yes, yes. Woo, go me. Go um, you. If you have any uh, thoughts, if we don't use it in the last episode, we might use it in season two. For sure. That's for sure. We, I'm looking forward for season two, but I'm also looking forward for our small vacations out of the podcast. I hope that you miss us a lot because we're going to miss you. Tell us if you miss us. We'll still be active on our Twitter yeah. during the break. So make sure you keep in touch and um, let us know what you want to see in season two. Yeah. But we'll talk more about that in our next episode. Exactly. For now, I've been Valerie. And I'm Carlos. Bye. Bye.